Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Yo, what up, y'all? It's episode 43, the Father's Day. No, it's not the Father's Day episode. This is the Lisa episode because we got a great email for the show and it really was the, you know, pretty much the meat of、um, this episode. You know, a lot of great topics.、Um, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'll let you listen and uncover.、Uh, I talk, you know, I explain a few things about my thinking into the show, go a little bit deeper into Father's Day. We talk about some social issues, some deeper stuff, give you some homework, some things that you can check out, this time YouTube related stuff, and we'll hold off on the list for an, another episode. But we got a lot of great content in this episode. I'm really happy with the way it turned out. Again, Lisa, you, you were the real MVP of this episode. Thank you again so much、um, for、um, listening and for tuning in and for giving me some feedback, taking the time out to really give me some feedback. It was worth it for you. So, mentally, Give some positive vibrations out to Lisa because she made this episode what it is. Alright, l so you know what to do, man. Enjoy. Hey, 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 welcome to episode 43. Let me adjust my seat so I get comfortable. Welcome to episode 43 of Japan according to Akio. It is close to midnight, a lot later than I thought I would start, but you know, we're gonna get it in tonight. We got a super speedy round of the podcast.、Um, This evening, you know, we got a question from Lisa. Thank you so much if you're listening to this. When you listen to this, it kind of sounds like you were kind of going through episodes randomly. Really appreciate your email. I got a long email from,、um, she took the, really took the time out to type a great email、uh, at, of course, questions for a keel. Again, questions, F O R. A-K-I-L at gmail.com. Shameless plug. Hit me up and you'll get on the show. I'm still reluctant to call it a show because, you know, I don't, you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't really feel like a show, show yet. But、um, a lot of the content of the show is going to be from her email. You know, again, if you send me an email, you're going to get your stuff talked about because I kind of don't really have anything else to talk about. <laughs>、um, then I told you I was going to give you a list. It's late tonight. I wanted to do some other stuff, but, you know, whatever. I told you I was going to give you a listen in the last podcast, so I'm going to, I'm probably going to speed through it. You know, again, unexpectedly, I was surprised when, again, I got an email from her. I was like, oh, someone's out there. So、um, I'm really going to take my time with that. Going to pound through this list really quickly.、Um, so we might have a little bit of a lightning round type episode this, this time around. Also, I noticed on my apologies, I was listening to the last episode, and there was some kind of Background noise, some rubbing kind of noise. I still don't know exactly what it is that, you know, again, I'm doing this thing still bootleg style. If you've been listening from the beginning, it's still bootleg style all day, every day. You know, my iPhone's the microphone, I got a stand and I got a pop filter on the thing, and you know, that's about it. I'm just sitting at my、uh, kitchen, uh, my, my dining table, you know, and that's about it. But, um, But yeah, so I got totally lost. But anyway,、um, what I was saying is, yeah, we're going to go through this kind of fast pace, but the, the background noise, that's what I wanted to say. So 
it it's been picking up some kind of background noise. I don't know if it's when I like you know rub my face or rub my leg or something. It, it sounds like some um fabric being rubbed or something. It might be just me like naturally rubbing my clothes as I'm talking. I don't know. Like you know, it's like a nervous tick sometimes or my socks or something. So, um, but I really picked it up in the last episode. So sorry about that. I was trying to just stay completely still as much as I can. Um, but, you know, besides that, you know, everything's cool. Gravy. It's Father's Day um, today. So shout out to all you, all you dads. This is like my first real official Father's Day, I'd say. Because last year my son was just like an infant. So he was just sitting there, you know drinking breast milk and just looking at me, <laughs> you know, pooping in his diaper all day, every day. So, but this year, you know, he's moving, he's walking, he's talking, he's, you know, trying, you know, like crying and, <laughs> you know, has food preferences and asking me for a nana with a banana in his baby language, you know, and all this stuff. So, um, I got to spend the day with him uh, today, which is my day off, of course. And, you know, um, it was great. It was great. Um, and, yeah, I really felt the dadliness I've been saying all day. I feel I'm like I'm fucking I'm a fucking dad, you know. So um, that's great. And, and hopefully uh, you and your family or, you know, whatever your family situation is, whether you are a parent or, you know, of course, if you have your parents there um, with you, you know, even if they're not there. Uh, physically, you know, and they're there in spirit, you know, please enjoy the day, you know, for your dads, uh, wherever they are, you know, either on this earth or somewhere in, you know, the universal energy field, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, give them a shout out. And if you are a parent, you know, your your um, evolved self, if you will, like I, I kind of start, I'm starting to think of my son as a higher evolved version of myself, you know, all of my... Um, what is it? All of my experience and my, my my ancestors' experiences is kind of going into him, you know, and trying to make him a better version of myself. Uh, I think as now that I'm understanding it, that's what my father tried his best to do with me. So, you know, um, yeah, the, you know, being a dad has made me all spiritual and stuff. Not spiritual, but just all seeing the circle of life a bit differently, you know, and stuff like that. So it's been cool. It's really, it's been a crazy year. It's really trippy. And, um, today just really put that into perspective i got another mystery drink um tonight i got um mm, eh, i got some sequasa sequasa is like a kind of tangy citrus fruit from okinawa and it's like some sequasa juice it has a really bitter aftertaste but um i just mixed it with some water you know of course it's supposed to be filled with vitamin c and stuff i like sour stuff so um i'm just Drinking that straight up, no honey, no lemon, no nothing, you know, just because I keep it raw, you know. Um, but <laughs> but um, besides that, everything's good to go this week. Still busting my ass, still working hard, but, you know, um, everything's all gravy. So we're going to just jump into the show, right? So what we got today from mainly a, a lot of information from Lisa. I'm going to go through her email, a few points that she brought up in her email, a few questions that she had, a few things that she actually helped me, reminded me I wanted to kind of talk, expand on a little bit more of one or two things. And then um, 
gonna go jump on into this list, pop plow through that really quickly, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Ideally, I'll be able to do some more work, but we'll see what the fuck happens. So, okay, here we go. The first and foremost thing, uh, you know, Alicia, especially I'm talking to you, I kind of messaged you a bit, but I want to speak to you directly. You know, um, in your email, you, you weren't bothered by it, but you brought up my cussing, my language, and it, it, a lot of the listeners um, here will kind of... Um, uh no you know if you if you were a long time listener you know I say fuck shit bitch ass all that th- all that stuff but uh I do agree with you she again she wasn't don't don't feel in a certain type of way about her email if you didn't read it because she wasn't really like stop cussing she wasn't saying anything like that she was you know just give me another perspective to think about it which I had kind of has been running through my mind as well and you probably might notice i've toned back my language i told her that in the email as well you might kind of notice i've toned down my language uh quite quite probably quite a bit i think uh since i started the podcast because the first time it was just me drinking getting drunk in like a hurricane and like talking all crazy you know <laughs> but um yeah i think I'm, i've i have kind of noticed that as i've kind of started to take this podcast a bit more seriously my language has kind of settled down a bit you know especially um yeah i think she brought up you know some listeners might feel a certain way about me in some of the earlier episodes um cussing a lot towards listeners as well um so if anyone you know has ever felt a certain kind of way about that felt like i kind of overstepped a little bit my bad about that like you know um i think yeah in the beginning I was really more like just shooting from, I think I might have said it before, shooting from the hip in the way I talked and a little bit doing a kind of shock jock kind of thing. I don't like, I really wasn't trying to, you know, be overly offensive in anything I was saying. Cause, uh, you know, sometimes I do actually talk like that, you know, especially if I get worked up, I'll, I will kind of like, you know, verbally go at people. Um, but I think I was so manic in the beginning and just like got worked up the fact that I I was able to just like say all this shit that um it you know it just kind of like yeah I don't know I don't know like I just kind of like had this image of like uh of of a person who's just like yeah motherfucker this is japan (laughs) kind of thing you know and it kind of came out like that um but you probably heard like as the podcast as i've kind of gotten more and more into the podcast and actually taking it more seriously even though it is a hobby now at this point it very much is this is my hobby you know i'm not um really actively pursuing like i think i said before i'm not actively i'm not actively pursuing really growing the podcast at this point in time but um i i do take the podcast seriously i take you as a listener seriously you know so i'm not don't worry i'm not getting all touchy-feely or anything and don't be like lisa why you fuck up a kill man you know like no like literally like this is stuff i've been thinking about as well and her email just um gave me the opportunity to kind of say it to you guys as listeners directly. You know, I won't censor myself on this podcast. Like, that's something I definitely won't do. I want to keep it raw, you know, keep it me. But um, I definitely don't, you know, I, I try to be as honest as I can. And, 
you know, um, listening to it from the beginning to now, I'm sure you can kind of hear a different a change in the way I talk quite a bit. I'm a bit more calm, you know, because I'm more used to talking. You know, we get like 40-something episodes deep. So, again, like whoever you listeners are, like I'm kind of more comfortable talking to you guys. And I guess I'm less defensive in a way, too. Now it makes kind of a bit more sense, like me, me talking it out. You know, because, you know, if you listen to like the Black Panther episode or, you know, a few other things like where I'm going with business and life and things like that i'm kind of like getting all this stuff out to y'all as well so um i guess you know i'm more comfortable with y'all you know and i'm sure like if you meet someone like i'm the type of person when i first meet someone you know i'm if you know i'm quick as a defense mechanism it's kind of easier to be like man fuck you 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 know you know um but when you get to know someone is it's a i mean unless you know your friends you can yeah fuck you but like you know what I'm saying? You, you. I'm a bit more hesitant to really like shoot from the hip like that with a person I know, and I guess like subconsciously, I mean, I kind of noticed like the way I talk has kind of changed in the past. Uh, I say like ten maybe episodes. You know, it has got the the level, the amount of cussing has gone down quite a bit, I think, and um. I'm just a bit more calm, you know, I don't, you know, like, I'm not going to just be like, crank up the cussing kill just because you got to fucking, you know, give the people something. I'm not going to do that. But, um, you know, I, I do, you know, I, I just wanted to um, take her email as the opportunity to let anyone know if you do listen to the podcast and you enjoy the content, but the cussing does kind of bother you sometimes for personal reasons, religious reasons, because, you know, you just don't like me calling you a motherfucker in previous episodes or whatever it is, you know, my bad please don't take it personally like um that's not really my personality i mean you know it is part of my personality but um i'm not that type of disrespectful person you know um but I, i'm sure hopefully you got that image but um, i just wanted to put it on wax you know by saying that um in the past i've kind of tended to you know in my 20s and, and, and stuff like that uh i kind of tended to kind of speak really like shoot from the hip like that and talk kind of crazy sometimes and regretting it uh in the past and i've kind of you know but i'm an honest person so i own up to shit when you know and i've had apologized to people in the past and stuff like that so just consider this a blanket apology for anything that offensive that i might have said in the past and you know if you listen to the podcast you i'm sure you hear me try and cover my bases like if it's some shit that i say or i might say you know that might, someone might take offense to uh, I'm, I'm 36 i'm trying to be as respectful to people as possible but at the same time you know keeping it real to myself so um lisa again thank you for um giving me the opportunity to really voice it her her, her um email didn't really again wasn't critical of my cussing it was just more like you know you know some people might feel a certain way about it and it just gave me the opportunity to because I, I was thinking about that you know i was like listening to myself talk the past few episodes and i was like oh damn i do cuss a lot less than i did when i um when i first started this and it, it really got me thinking about why that was and stuff like that so i'm really happy that came up in her email and um and again you know Hey, we, I consider y'all family, you know, whoever you are listening to it, if, you, if it's your first time, if it's your 43rd time, like, so, um, you know, just keeping it real with you on that front. Okay, now we got some uh, topics related to Japan, and yeah, it's some really good stuff. Again, uh, thank you so much for the bringing up these topics. So, I'm going to just, get, it's like about three of them, three main topics, so I'm just going to go through it. 
homelessness, right? So uh, Lisa wanted to know a bit about homelessness because she, I'm not going to put all your business out there, but, you know, basically she was someone who visited Japan and, um, uh, while, while she was here, she really didn't see homeless people. Um, now, there's a, she, I think she said she saw a couple of them at like Shinjuku Station, and which is like one of the major stations on the Yamanote line. Um, now, let me see if I can name all of the major stations. For me, in my mind, if I think, again, the Yamanote line, I've talked about it in the past, is like the big loop that goes around central Tokyo in you know exactly 60 minutes um again i've read if you want to take a one hour nap just ride that joint and um set your timer and it will be exactly 60 minutes i've done that several times you can get a little corner seat next to the door lean your head up against that joint and then you are knocked out and it is really really good you know um if you got an hour to kill just do that trust me it's awesome <laughs> but so let me see if i can name some of the major stations uh around the yamanote line i would go uh, uh I'll, I'll start at shibuya shibuya ebis i'm only talking like the biggest biggest states not every station but like the biggest ones the main like monster ones i say shibuya definitely ebis yes it gets a lot of traffic Meguro, not so much uh, Shinagawa gets a lot of, uh, traffic. Then after that, I would say Shinbashi, Tokyo Station, Ueno Station. Uh, of course, Akihabara. I almost forgot about Akihabara. gets a ton of, um, foot traffic. Um, going around Ikebukuro, um, Station. Uh, and then I would put Harajuku in there on a, like on a weekend as well. Um, but those are kind of like some of the busiest. Of course, I forgot about Shinjuku as well. Again, like anything, if you pull up a picture of the Yamanote line, anything between Shibuya, anything after from Shibuya to Akihabara, I don't really go. I don't really go to like the northern western part of tokyo i just don't really hang out there um i never really have there's some areas i just haven't been just because like i've always been like a southern tokyo southeastern tokyo kind of dude um or e even a little bit eastern and generally in the central part of tokyo is what i'm talking about not like the far east not like Edoga edogawa ward or stuff like that but just because just location and the vibe of it you know um for me Western and Northwestern, like Central Tokyo, is kind of a bit more uh, <laughs> no man's land. <laughs> like, sorry, I'm not trying. Like, I just don't go there. Like, let me just say it like that. The vibe there is just not my vibe. Um, so, so, um, but, but back to what she said, she was saying like she saw a couple of homeless people at Shinjuku Station, and I bring I brought those major stations up because. You will probably see some homeless people at those major hub stations. Just be, you know, either in the station, um, staying there, like sleeping in the tunnels around midnight, um, or the streets around, like side streets around the station. You'll see a couple of like boxes and things like that. Um, blue tarps or homeless people who kind of have their like living conditions pretty set around there but those are mainly like major major stations with a lot of people where the homeless people can kind of get lost in the shuffle and um 
you know, I guess, like, eke out their existence with whatever food or situations they have, like, living situations they have. Like, the um, the one thing, uh, yeah, and, and I wanted to kind of speak on homelessness here a little bit. Like, um, you'll notice, like, you won't really see homeless people like you do, like, in the West or, for example, America, again, my country. You won't really see homeless people just scattered everywhere like you um, do there. Like... In, like, Giugalco, for example, I've never seen a homeless person. Um, there's, you know, um, like, nicer, trendier areas. These homeless people just don't go there. Not, I, and from, I don't know the exact reason. Um, at least I'm talking specifically to you. I don't know the exact reason, but I would guess it's more of an honor kind of thing. Like, a homeless person would feel so out of place in somewhere where trendy, like Ebis or Daikanyama or, you know, um, like that, that they just wouldn't go there. Because, you know, I mean, not necessarily, like, they wouldn't get, like, beat up by the police or anything, but they just naturally know, like, you know, it's like a cat avoiding water. You know, they just know, like, they just that's a place that they're not welcome in. Um, people, no, I don't think people would actively, like, you know, chase them out of the neighborhood, but, yeah, I mean, some people might call the police, you know, but, um, just, they just understand, like, you know, as a homeless person, my feeling, again, this is my complete assumption, there's a, a bit of a shame factor involved in it, you know, to being a productive member of society is really, really important in Japan, and a lot of people are raised that way, so not being a productive member of society, you know, um, people don't really, I, I would say in my feeling and just watching stuff I've seen, don't really have so much of a victim mentality, like, you know, because again, Japan has a healthy economy and things like that, I feel like Besides, like, mental health issues, and of course there are people who are homeless because of mental health issues as well, but um, there are some able-bodied people who are homeless, you know, and for me, I'm, you know, everyone has a unique story, I'm not going to just, like, shit on everyone who's homeless, but here, definitely, I feel like if you're able-bodied and you want to work like you can get a job you know before being homeless like the job might not be what you want or you know i mean everyone has a story but like there are jobs available in this country they might not be good jobs you know um but yeah a person could kind of eke out an existence and um forever whatever reason you know some people I won't say choose homelessness because that sounds really kind of cold-hearted. You know, I don't really know all the stories, but find their way in, down there some somehow. You know, so you know, again, mental health issues I think might be might be at play. Um, there's a lot of, but once I do know, once you kind of get to that level, it is a lot harder to dig yourself out. Even though there are jobs, just because of the way Japan is set up, and I kind of talked about it in the previous episode a bit. You know, um, uh, like. Uh, I believe Common said it one time, you know, uh, why do you, why does he have to um, have ID, you know, and if he wants ID, why does he need ID to get ID, you know, and it's, it's um, kind of like something like that, like, you know, to get a job, you need an address, but you need an address to get a job, you know, kind of um, kind of thing. Um, did that make any sense to get, wait, what did I say? Um, to get a job, you need an address. But to get an address, you need a job. Okay, yeah, I did say it the correct way, right? Um, 
So once you get to that homelessness level, it is kind of tough to kind of dig yourself out. I've, I've kind of gotten the feeling that way, but um, I do feel like like before someone gets to that point, like if they've got some type of family support or some type of something, you know, something can be done to just kind of like fuck it, just work, make some cash, you know. But again, some honor kind of thing, things like that. Some people don't really want to do it. So what instead of like at the major train stations, you'll see some uh, like especially after last train, you know, some depending on the station, like, for example, Shinjuku, you'll see a high um, percentage of homeless people out there, Um, you know, because they just come from the shadows and they know like where they can go without really disturbing everyday life in Japan. You know, that's they're kind of just like on the outskirts of society, you know, so um after last train they kind of come out set up shop for the night and things like that and then like when after the morning comes kind of fade away there was now that we were talking about homeless people i do remember one time in um azabu juban which is like a really really trendy station um there was i was going because my japanese class was there this was like about like she was eight years ago and um eight nine years ago she's and um i was going to japanese class in azabu juban train station and there was a homeless dude with a cup asking for cash, like asking for money, which is really, really rare as well. You don't really see panhandling so much here at all. Again, Japanese people tend not to give money to homeless people for the probably the reasons I mentioned before. And again, more of a pride kind of thing. But this dude like was like, hey, give me some change. And I was like, whoa, I'm busy. But <laughs> but again, I would imagine like he set up shop there because that area has a lot of foreign people. And, you know, um, I would say that Japanese people, those homeless people pretty much understand that foreign people are much more likely to give money to a homeless person than a Japanese person. So, you you know, if you are here, you might get hit up by a homeless person, you know. Um, I might not feel that much pressure to give money to a homeless person here. I don't feel lessly, less inclined to give money to a homeless person here than I would in America. I don't know why. It's just... I don't know. Maybe I'm just becoming more Japanese. I don't know. But the funny thing is, though, I don't know if I've told this on the podcast. If I have, if I have, my bad. But um, when I first got here, um, there, I went to Shibuya. I used to go, you know, hang out in Shibuya a lot. And there was um, this one, I think one of the first times I went there, this is a really older homeless dude with super long fingernails and like scraggly hair like all crazy you know he was like you are homeless and you've been homeless for a minute you know and um not like the clean kind of can pass kind of homeless you like homeless homeless kind of dude but you know whatever he's, he's, he's homeless it's cool so um he kind of came out with his hand out like asking for some change and, you know i didn't know about homelessness in japan so i'm with my american mindset i was like all right cool here you go Boop. gave him i think like 50 yen which is like 50 cents or something like that and he was like hey. and he just like ran off <laughs> he didn't say thank you or anything he's just like hey. got a little happy and just like ran away and no joke like for about four years i think another friend i had said who a dude who i used to you know run around uh, tokyo with a lot at that time you know gave something to the same guy same guy, another black dude as well. Same thing. He was like, yeah, 
that dude spots you in the crowd. He knows you. So like for like four years, every time I went to Shibuya, out of the corner of my eye, I would see this homeless dude come rushing towards me, you know, with his hand out like he and um um like but he's respectful though because some days if i was just like nah i just kind of give him a little bit like smile and like nah and he, he just like okay nod and then just like you know go away some days i just like smile he got me and um what i would do eventually i started playing a game with myself where it's like okay I would just dig in my pocket and like I would pull out a coin and whatever the coin was, I'd just give it to him. You know, I mean, I wasn't going to give him like a one yen coin, like a penny coin and nothing like that. But if it was like a 50, 50 yen or 100 yen or whatever, I'd just give it to him. So one day, like I was, I think I went on like a spirit walk through Tokyo. I just like was walking around and I ended up in Shibuya. And I remember like he saw me and uh, he came up to me. And I dug in my pocket and I gave, I pulled out 500 yen, which is like $5, you know. <laughs> but um, I was like, well, that's the rule I set for myself. So I gave it to him. And he just looked at it, looked up at me. He was like, <gasps> and just like, <laughs> just like took off so fast. And like, didn't say anything, you know, didn't say anything. He was just like shocked and just like, you know, ran away. And <laughs> um yeah, and I think that was like one of the last times I seen dude. Um, and this was like again a while ago. I don't I don't really hang out in Shibuya anymore, um, and I haven't seen the guy. So, um, but um, or he might have seen me. I think the last few times I saw him, I kind of just said no, and maybe he might see me now, but understand like it's a no go. So he just like you know fades back. I don't know. Hopefully he's doing all right. But um, that same dude i used to run with my friend he he told me um what what that dude was on so basically um the first time my friend gave him some money he wanted he took him over to the vending machine or something like that and he was like trying to get him to buy him a drink so the dude apparently used that money to buy drinks from the vending machine because you remember there's vending machines everywhere in tokyo so he uh, my friend bought him a drink from the vending machine and um so I'm guessing he was just using that to like buy drinks from the vending machines. I don't know, you know, whatever the fuck he wanted to buy, maybe some fresh water or some coffee or you know some soda, whatever you know he he needed to wet his beak. But you know, like hey, you know that's yeah, that's my funny little homeless person story from life here. Um, now um, back to Lisa. One more thing about homelessness as well, uh, or two two more points about it. Um, a little bit extra information. You will, you won't see so many in, in, in the Tokyo area. You won't see so many homeless people again in or on the, on the streets, like hanging out, stuff like that. But if you ride the train um, above ground, look, at, you know, in more the outskirts of Tokyo or things like that, near bodies of water, rivers. A lot of homeless people stay live by the riverside. That's where they are, right? And, and you'll see kind of like blue sheet kind of tense if you will if you if you if you are flying through the city or if you see anywhere it's like a big blue box you know blue plastic cover tarp over it that's a homeless person's house so and you'll see a lot of them by the riverside um i'm, I'm guessing because just because it's away from civilization a bit more they have more isolation um you know free space the police don't are not going to bother you there um you have uh it's cooler you know i'm guessing you have access to water i guess if you want to wash 
some shit. I don't know. Like, you know, I don't know exactly the benefits of living by the riverside, but um, that's kind of generally where I see a lot of homeless shacks um, set up. So um, that's that. Again, also for me, the area I don't go to as much, again, the Shinjuku, Ikebukuro kind of area, there tend to be more homeless people there, you know, uh, so, which is another reason why I don't really go there that much. It's just not my type of town, you know, type of area. So I'm not saying, I'm not trying to shit on there. If you hang out there, it's cool. There's a bunch of stuff to do there. It's cool. It's just not my cup of tea. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> on the, on the every day, you know, on the every, I've, I've hung out there a few times and, you know, done some, some shit with some friends there a few times and had a great time. But just on the weekend, I'm not like, yo, we going to Ikebuka Road. This is not really my thing, you know? So, um, Whatchamacallit? Uh, yeah, Riverside. Also, another interesting thing, you probably might notice if you live in Tokyo, you'll see the majority of homeless people are men, single men, right? You will be, I have never seen, you'll be really hard pressed to see a homeless family. If you notice that, and I think that's something that's a real big cultural difference. You won't see really homeless kids, you won't see a homeless family. Um, one reason why is because if they're, you know, and I talk to my Japanese students and friends about it as well. Like, if you, in in America, for example, if there's a big financial issue, the family's gonna stick together, right? It's like, yo, we in this together. We're here. We're here as a family. So whatever thick or thin, we're gonna be in it. We're gonna get through it together. We gotta live in a car together. We're gonna live in a car together. We gotta live whatever. We're gonna do it. You know. In Japan, no. As soon as the money dries up, you are gone, sir. You are kicked out and you are by yourself. Like, the rest of the family, if there is a support... Of course, generally, there is a support system. You know, um, in-laws, cousins, whatever. They'll take in the wife and the kids, generally. Or, you know, they'll be by themselves. And the husband's just kind of, like, on his own, just assed out. So, like, he's kind of, like... You know, again, he the husband is still a bit more traditional. He's the quote-unquote provider, so his job is to kind of look out for the family. If he can't do that anymore, he's essentially booted out of the family. So um, that and, and forced to kind of go it alone. So I think for for several, I've seen some documentaries for several people who are kind of on the path towards homelessness. Maybe you know they lose their house, for example. Um, uh, yeah, they they have some debt. They, you know, debt gets a lot. Several times I've heard um, that if there's a lot of debt in the family, the husband will divorce the wife to kind of so that it's not a liability for her or the kids, and he'll just take that on by himself. And so, you know, then he'll be living in an internet cafe, working some part time jobs, and do, you know, doing whatever the fuck he's got to do to survive. And that could lead to down the slippery slope to homelessness. So, again, you. You never know. I'm sure there's a million stories out there, but those are just some of the anecdotal things that I've heard of reasons why people might slip into homelessness or the gray area, like living in internet cafes. Like, um, let me, let me, if if you're curious about that, I think there's probably should be some YouTube documentary or some shit on this. Let me, let me, let me check it out and see. Uh, I mean, again, it's kind of a bit of a bummer so i don't really get too deep into this shit but oh uh, whoa there's a one and... yeah so what i did um i typed in japan internet cafe documentary and i think the one of the maybe i saw the first one it's like a little 10 minute documentary 
Um, one, two, yeah, I think the, the first two I might have seen, but um, that's more about like the gray area between, um, you know, uh, what's gonna call it? Uh, uh, fucking the gray area between homelessness and like decent living here but again it's, it's, it's up to you again that's kind of great i'm a bit more of a positive person so i'm not gonna go digging for for this shit but um if you want to re- research a bit more i think those um uh, to you know that that youtube search again japan internet cafe documentary uh four words um and then the first two look like they're would be kind of more informative so check that out okay Next, woo, fuck, we're going, okay, I don't, I don't know if we're going to get to this list, y'all. Like, <laughs> we, I mean, no, I said we will, we will. I might just have to fly through it, though. Um, uh, another thing from Lisa's uh, email was hikikomori. If you don't know what hikikomori are, there are basically shut-ins. So, um, yeah, and how it relates to the lack of, she, I think she asked, like, does hikikomori relate to lack of homelessness? Here and I would say it does have kind of an impact, yeah, because I would imagine those kind of people who are hikikomori will might end. Up, uh, I don't know. It's such a, hikikomori is such a cultural thing, which what I mean is, is it's like you know adults who are just maybe non-productive members of society, like stay in the house. Um, since I'm on YouTube, let me let me see if I can find something. Um, one second, let me see what I got. Yeah, um, so there's another documentary here. Let me just click on it to see if it's, uh, one second, it's a commercial. Cheating. Let me... <laughs> Lemon. Cheating. Lemon. That's a commercial. <laughs> um, let me just fast forward to see what this is. Because um, I, I think I've seen. According to current government figures, there are nearly one uh-huh. million Japanese who have answered this stressful societal question uh-huh. of what to do when Japan's social norms uh-huh. and overworked occupations become uh-huh. too much. Okay. Um, yeah. So if you just type in uh, Japan shut-ins, as well, there's a few documentaries on that. Yeah, one of them is 30 minutes, another one, you know, the third one looks interesting, like three minutes, six minutes. Again, it's kind of depressing shit, so I just don't really, you know, get too deep into that. Like, but generally from what I've heard and, and like, you know, uh, family, friends and things like that, students as well, it could be a lot of things. It could be school bullying, starting in school, being bullied in school, not wanting to go to school. So you have like school age hikikomori who just don't go to school. Um, because of like various reasons, you could have like a person who just, you know, um, after graduating, just really didn't want to deal with, couldn't deal with like the high pressures of Japanese society fell, but you know, fell back into, um, just living at home and their parents still take care of them. You can have someone who's just, you know, caught in the dream world and like, uh, fantasy like idol stuff and they just don't want to deal with like responsibilities of the world there's a lot of different reasons you know again you might have mental health issues or things like that um but 
yeah, some people just stay in the house all day, just, you know, and it can be for years um, into their third, you know, 20s, 30s, and 40s. And Japan, you know, has kind of a uh, over-nurturing kind of thing because, like, if a parent, for example, doesn't, um, doesn't really take care of... Or, or a child becomes, let's say, hikikomori, it's kind of a bit of shame and guilt on the part of the parents. So they tend to kind of, you know, over-nurture in that situation. Instead of being like, you want to get the fuck out of here and figure it out, they're going to, like, double down on that and, like, really try to nurture the person. Because, again, group care is kind of an important thing. You're not going to, like, push the person out and show them tough, quote-unquote, tough love. Tough love is not really, like, a, a thing here. It's only in the really extreme case, but just someone who just needs a, a, kick, in, a kick in the ass to kind of like, get their shit in gear. Um, that type of way, Japan really doesn't give it, in my experience. You know, so a lot of parents, especially more traditional parents, um, will think like, oh no, like I'm so ashamed. Like, okay, fine, just you know, kind of just cover up the mistake a little good bit, cover up the problem, and and let them stay in the house and watch and check in the internet or watch a man anime or whatever the fuck they're gonna do all day, you know, until it gets really to like the breaking point and um or you know like some shit happens. Like I don't know. Like again, I don't, I don't really get too deep into that issue. Um, I'm from a black family. That shit is not happening. You, you know, <laughs> like, like that shit just doesn't work out like that. So that's just something I can't really relate to. Um, I mean, skipping school or not wanting to go to school because of bullying, I can understand. But um, adults, again, their twenties and thirties and shit like that, just staying home all day for like staying literally in the house for like fifteen years and like they're mom's cooking meals for them not gonna leaving it outside their door for them like that's just not happening in the black community in america so i just can't really relate so i don't really dig too deep into it um but you know again if you want to check it out check it out but i would imagine that does somehow contribute to the lack of homelessness here that was a good point as well um one final thing about like the cleanly the level of cleanliness in Tokyo in and around Tokyo and the lack of trash here there it is yeah it is like you know the longer you're here too as well you just kind of feel hesitation to litter there are certain areas where there is litter um like you know again like that's if you go back and listen to like the Halloween episode I kind of talk about that as as a bit as well you know naturally you people are just generally not gonna litter in most areas but um, you do see a bit of trash. You don't see bubble gum on the sidewalk. Again, walking and eating, I can talk about that. Um, someone once told me, it's kind of interesting, and I, I kind of noticed myself doing it as well. Someone once told me, um, a student, I believe, once told me that in Japan, it is uh, not elegant to do two things at the same time, right? So if you want to seem more elegant, you know, um, or more proper, don't do things one at a time. By that, eating and walking. Drinking and walking, for example, or um, I don't know, talking on your talking, emailing, and, and, you know, on your smartphone and 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 moving and driving or something like that. You know, it, it doesn't seem as as elegant. So um, I've I took that advice and kind of internalized it a bit. And nowadays, I do every now and then, like if I'm walking with like a like in, in my job, for example. I mean, you know, there's certain exemption exceptions to it, but. Like, excuse me, for example, indoors, I would say. Indoors, I tend not to walk and drink, right? Like, if I'm in my um, 
my job and I'm, wa- and I'm walking, you know, to like the break room or something with like a drink and I open it and without thinking and start to drink it, I'll naturally just kind of be like, oh shit, uh, uh, I really shouldn't do that. You know, just because the perception of it, I, I can understand is a bit not as classy. You know, and same thing with like eating stuff too, as well. Like someone on the riding the train and eating is, you know, like, <laughs> like oh, thank you. I'm so happy this came up. Like yesterday, I was on my way home, and um, it like it was this girl on the train. She was funny, right? Because she was like a high school girl, and uh, I noticed her because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just like on my phone or whatever listening to music and I noticed her because there were like two other high school girls who kind of like skipped the line a little bit they skipped ahead of the line and got on the train in front of her and then they went to sit down you know they basically took the last available seat and I was thinking the same thing this girl I know she was thinking like y'all motherfuckers know good and well you should have like got in line if you guys would have gotten in line like you're supposed to, I would be sitting down, you know, right now. And so you guys suck for taking that seat that doesn't belong to you. I mean, she wasn't pissed off, but she was just more disgusted at their lack of manners. I could kind of feel the vibe from her a little bit. <laughs> and then, so we're by the door, I'm kind of facing her, and she's facing me a little bit. And then, like, a few stops later, this um, cute girl, by the way. I'm sorry, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy. I'm saying she was cute. She was pretty, um, you know, in her 20s. Uh, she got on, you know, and I'm kind of like, you know, you know, I'm a dude. I'm like looking at her a little bit. Like, um, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm happily married, but you know, I, she's still going to look. Um, and so I'm like, you know, I just, you know, I steal a couple glances, look at her. Like, you know, she's kind of my type has my look. So again, that's popped out uh, again. Looks similar, looks similar to my wife. That's kind of cause I love my wife. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, so yeah, like it kind of left it at that. But then this the the kind of cute girl um, pulls out like a little snack, and she like opens the package and like takes out this little like I eat these things actually these little like biscuits. They're like uh, a biscuit sandwich with like some cream in the middle, and she takes one out. I mean. I think she didn't eat one, but she just like unwrapped. Yeah, yes, she she unwrapped it, and you know it's kind of like makes the the wrapper makes a little bit of noise. And if you remember from a Black Panther episode, I was saying like it's kind of quiet. I didn't want to make you know noise like that. And it's just kind of very out of place thing to do on the train in Japan, in Tokyo. Like I would say, I'll just say only Tokyo. I don't know about all of Japan, but be, I would say like if just train manners, if you unwrap something outside the train and then continue eating it on the train it's not as bad i mean it's still not polite it's still a little bit rude but it's not as bad as getting on the train opening a package or something and then starting to eat it like you know that's even worse like that's like the worst thing you can do because you're just like blatantly doing something rude versus like by chance i wasn't able to finish it or continuing to do something you were doing before same thing with like a beer like um Drinking, bringing a beer onto the train again. I would recommend a non. I think I've talked about this in the past as well on the podcast. 
non-crowded trains only definitely if you bring a handkerchief with you wrap the handkerchief around the beer open the beer before you get on the train and then trying to stay away from people other people as much as you can right never on a crowded train never during rush hour please don't be that person all right no one will say anything to you but you're being an asshole okay <laughs> just letting you know um hmm. check the time Ooh, well we going deep in the time but anyway um so yeah so um so anyway back uh, back to my story so the girl the kind of cute girl did that right so she opened the thing i can't remember if she like popped one of them in her mouth or not or was about to eat it just before she got on the train but just the plastic of just the audacity of opening that motherfucker on the train like the, the like you know, the younger girl. She's about fifteen. Like the you know, she just because we we were both like right there, and I'm watching her do this. I'm like, oh, she's opening the package on the train. Oh my gosh! Like you know, I'm watching this other girl in front of me because clearly she's like the manner police kind of girl. Like so she's watching her like, oh my gosh, what the fuck are you doing? And then she just stops. And we both look at each other like. Are you looking at this shit? And like, she just like looks straight ahead at me, and I'm just looking at her like, <laughs> "That's crazy, right?" We just made eye contact for a second, just like both of our eyes got big, like, and then she kind of like, you know, we're, again, this is all nonverbal communication, but I could tell she realized that I'm watching, and I just start smiling because you know I was smiling so hard because she could kind of understand that. I could understand what she was thinking as well, you know, and of course she was younger, so maybe she felt a little bit uncomfortable by that, but I just wanted to laugh so hard. I just, I was like on the verge of just cracking up laughing, just watching her reaction to that situation. Again, like I said, I watch what uh, people around the situation do. I don't really watch what that person is doing. So after I saw her opening the package, I was just like, oh shit, that's crazy. And I just looked, the first person I looked at was this other little girl, this young girl, and she, her reaction was priceless. It was, <laughs> it made my day, man. So, and again, for me personally, like someone um, who's been experienced in Japan, um, she, that, you know, that girl, she was probably in her like early 20s, but. Even for me, like stock in a Japanese girl who does that goes way down. You know, even when I was single, or or um, like if I were single now, like I like any woman who would do that. You know, at that past, like a young teenage girl, like my stock in her would go like way down. I'm like, okay, you don't really have like manners like that. So, um, yeah, that's the stuff, stuff like that. You know, um, but. Anyway, lack of trash. I'm, I'm sorry I got off topic, but I'm not, I'm, I wanted to tell that story on the podcast, though. It might seem really stupid and pointless. I don't know if you're listening to it, but the shit is really significant and hilarious if you live here. Um, but uh, it might be me rubbing my head. If you're hearing a noise like this, if, that, if, if it picks it up, that's what it might be. It might be the sound of me rubbing my head like when I talk. Huh. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll listen. I'll give it a listen to and see uh, if that's what it is. But um, anyway, one more thing about trash. She didn't really talk about it. Is the lack of trash cans, and I wanted to kind of talk about that. If you come to Tokyo, I'm telling you, there's not going to be a lot of trash cans here. Like the main thing you're going to see is maybe some in front of a convenience store if you're lucky. But like on the street, like walking around with trash, you're going to be having trash in your hand or in your pockets quite a bit. Right. And again, you, you kind of it's so clean here. You feel guilty about just dumping trash, on, littering on the ground. Like, um. Oh. 
Okay. I might have to cut the podcast short or try and stop it. My son's upstairs crying. Hold, hold on one second. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm back. Sorry about that. I just had to um, make some milk. Um, well, what was I saying? Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Lack of trash. Right. Um, so, whatchamacallit? The reason why there's a lack of trash cans here, from what I've heard, um, is because of the sarin gas attacks in, on the streets. Because of the sarin gas attacks. Like uh, in, I believe, gas attack? I believe it was one in the 90s. So, I think after that attack, um, the local government in Tokyo at least uh, removed a lot of the trash cans from the streets here. So... Um, you'll you'll see a few in train stations. You gotta get lucky, really. But on the streets, like if you got trash, forget about it. You might get lucky at a, at a convenience store. You might have some in front of the convenience store, and they take care of that. But that's pretty much gonna be it. Like just walking down the street, you, you if, if you don't manage your trash levels, you know, um, you'll end up with just like a huge bag full of like trash, and you're just like, how the fuck do I get rid of this? And you're looking around for it. So, you know, if you do have anything, you see a convenience store. The best bet, best bet is a convenience store. Look for the trash cans in front of a convenience store, and that's probably your best bet of throwing away any trash that you might have um cans you cans or bottles is a bit easier because again there's so many vending machines in and around tokyo some of them not all of them have trash cans have receptacles for trash some people throw other trash in them it's kind of like a dick move to do it but i, I have done it before in the, in the past but i try to avoid it um just you know leave it as it is but um it's not a guarantee that you know you're going to be able to find a place to put your trash away here in tokyo so that's it that, that's all of the points i wanted to hit from lisa this is this is like the lisa episode <laughs> basically because pretty much um we covered um mostly all the stuff from her email or stuff that she inspired me to talk about much props to that again see see what happens when you actually email me <laughs> you get, we get more stuff to talk about but again um that is at um questions for keel at gmail.com or you can hit me up on instagram at akil.watson twitter's still ice cold i don't even twitter's dead to me right now okay <laughs> again 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 hopefully in the future i'll have more time again it's just it's just it's just time man that's all it is um, and right now, all my other time is going into other endeavors. Uh, let me look at the clock. Okay, I'm going to have to break my promise again and delay it again, just because of we're we're almost at an hour. This list, um, I prefer there. You know, I could just blast through it really quickly, but um, that really wouldn't be any fun. And there's a few topics here that I'd prefer to actually talk about. So in more detail instead of just blasting through it because again i gotta upload the podcast and if i have time to do some more work so i'm just gonna hold off on the list until next week and this is the lisa podcast i think that uh, the lisa episode this is what i'm calling it this is this is the lisa episode so thanks again for um the the love the feedback much appreciated and i'm out of here until next week wish me more luck um doing what i do with my work as well offline here and hit me up with whatever you want to know all right 
I got to go. See y'all next time. Have a great week. And again, happy Father's Day to everyone. Later.